All right. Hello, everyone. Hello from the outside. Other side? Outside? It's the other side. We I'm also just... already did that bit. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Hello. I'm joking. Yeah. Hey. Hi. I'm Latara. I'm Laura. And this is Passions, Passions Podcast. Podcast. And today we are talking about episodes 73 and 74. Mm-hmm. And this is episode 41 of our podcast. Oh, Woo-hoo. my goodness. I can't believe we've made it this <laughs> far. Yeah. We've made it. Mama, I made it. What's that? It's like a thing. I don't know. People say it. I've never heard it. Mama, I made it. No, oh, I made okay. it. No, I don't know. All right, well, I like grew up in a cocoon. You know nothing. You know I nothing, know nothing, John Snow. Snow. I know that. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about episode seventy-three. Okay. This one's good. I feel like Passions finally got its feet under it. And we were talking about this before we recorded, but I'm going to talk about it now that we are recording. Absolutely. So we learned from the review that we read at the end of the last episode that Princess Diana's family basically like put an injunction on filming this show. Like they put an end to that entire storyline with Sheridan. and desist. And so I'm wondering if... All that time that we spend on the longest day ever in Harmony, the writers were just scrambling to redirect everything for her and then change characters and change storylines and do all this stuff. So we just were kind of in pause mode for like 40 episodes. Yeah. And now we're finally getting into stuff that they set up earlier on yeah. but that just haven't hasn't been revisited for forever. The pacings the pacing is a little bit better. Much. But also, like you said, I think since they did have to like cut all of the Princess Diana stuff, I think they were planning to do more with that. I, I honestly think they were probably planning to do more with that. But I think that also gave them a chance to develop other storylines that they may not have gone into in the first place. Like they mm. had to come up with new shit, other things. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, this is all speculation. Yeah, but it's, uh, well, what else is this podcast if if spe- if not speculation? Purely, purely speculation. Yeah, that's all it is. So let's talk about episode 73. Must we? We must. Okay. Should we go to the opera house? We must go to the <laughs> opera house. Oh my God. We have to go to the opera house first. Okay. Okay. So we open up at Harmony Opera House. <laughs> they have a, an opera house in Harmony. I'm still reeling from that information. Everything is called... It wasn't on our map. It wasn't on our map. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, also, everything in Harmony is called the Harmony blank. Right. The you Harmony know? Herald. Harmony Opera House. Yeah. Well, what else is there? Music Hall. I don't I mean, know. what is else Va- is the there? The Valentine. There's, I'm just trying to like... The Harmony something. What else uh, is there? The Harmony Youth Center. Does it say that? I don't know. Harmony <laughs> Hospital, Harmony Herald. Yeah. What Harmony else? Hospital. I don't know. Probably there will probably be more. I just think that's a weird name for a music hall. I guess it's not. No, I Baltimore don't think it Opera is. House. I mean, yeah, the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Detroit Opera House. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> the Metropolitan Opera House. Yeah. All right. So that. Teresa and Ethan are at this Harmony Opera House watching a ballet. And Teresa is confessing her love to Ethan. 
I love you, Ethan. You are my dream. My dream is to be with you. You belong with me. Gwen shouldn't be anywhere near our lives. Like, she is going all the way in. But remember, she's not looking at him. She's looking off to the distance. And we speculated (laughs) that he might be asleep. But it turns out she turns and he's just not there. (laughs) He's like gotten up and gone somewhere, right? And then he comes back in with like drinks or something Mm -hmm. right at the end of that whole spiel, right? And he goes, did you say something, Teresa? (laughs) Oh my God. She said everything, Ethan. She said everything. Again. She again. said everything again. Again. For the, for the third time. Again. For and the again. third time. Because she did it the first time outside of his bedroom, right? And then she goes in and realizes he's not in his bedroom. He's in the shower. So then she said it outside of the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't hear any of that. She hides under the bed. And now she said it all over again. Did you say something, Teresa? Did you say something, Teresa? Only every feeling I've ever felt. <laughs> you know, she, this poor girl. Oh, this poor girl. And then she starts to go into it a fourth time because he said, what'd you say? Tell me. It's all right. She starts to say it. And then he goes, oh, wait, Cinderella is being presented at the ball and it's love at first sight. We simply have to watch this part of the ballet. Yeah, it's my, it's, it's my favorite part of the ballet. And also, they have talked through this entire show. Everyone in the audience would be hissing at them. I know they're in a private, uh, I almost said box. private booth. A pri- <laughs> I know they're in a private box, but the ushers would still go in and be like, look, yeah, this, because this, is a, this is a little much. You can still hear that. Mm-hmm. You can hear it so well. God, how often have you just heard old people opening up like peppermints? Oh my God. Just like, ugh. I've always thought this because so often I hear old people like opening up Hard candies, and I know it's because they don't want to cough, so they're, like, trying to put some. But, like, if you know you're going to have to eat hard candy, then, like, already take it out of the thing and, like, put it in a little Ziploc bag. Or just bring, you know like, I mean? alto- and, like, an Altoid tin or yeah. something, and then you just, you know, yeah. So, something that you don't have to crinkle, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, that's just a tip for all you opera goers, ballet goers, symphony goers who like to eat hard candy in the middle of the show. <laughs> Take it out of the wrapper before you come. <laughs> it is very distracting to the rest of the showgoers. There was a woman behind me when I saw Tootsie, and she would not stop talking. Like, talking. Like, not even, like, bah, 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 like whispering to her neighbor, like, talking. And I, lo- I turned around a couple times and looked at her, and I finally got to the point where I had to say something. I said, I'm sorry, but could you please keep it down? And I tried to be respectful. I said, I'm sorry that you're talking. Can you please keep it down? Yeah. And she got up and left. Good. <laughs> she left. Good fucking written. I was so annoyed. I was like, Are, is no one going to say anything? Is the person she's speaking to not going to tell her to shut the fuck up? Is an usher not going to come and say anything? Like, I I have to deal with this. I hate people who sing along. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate people who sing along. I hate people. I didn't come here to hear you sing. Mm. I did not hear, come here to hear you sing at all. <laughs> I didn't pay to hear you sing. I, I don't want this. This is not the show I want. <laughs> please shut the fuck up kindly kindly shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up all right so <laughs> back to the harmony <laughs> opera house oh my gosh we have to stop doing that back to the harmony opera house so Teresa, they are watching the ballet again even though she was about to go back into that whole i love you thing but he stopped her right and she has another fantasy 
A fantastic fantasy. This one's better. Yeah. Finally, they dance. Cinderella is presented to the prince at the ball. They meet. They dance. It's love at first sight. Yeah, they do a little waltz. She looks gorgeous. She has a giant tiara on. Mm -hmm. He looks very handsome. He looks dashing in his prince outfit. Mm -hmm. I was about to say prince uniform. (laughs) (laughs) He goes to prince school. In his PU. His prince uniform. (laughs) He looks quite dashing, honestly. Yeah. He really does. He should dress like that more often. Yeah, Shouldn't everyone, though? Yes. Shouldn't everyone just be in ball gowns and tuxedos slash prince uniforms at all times? I would love that. I would love it. I would love it very briefly, and quickly I would tire of looking so beautiful all the time. Nope. Because then, once you take the makeup off and you take your hair out and all that, and you're like, oh, God, I'm a beast. <laughs> I'm a hideous beast. Beast. Uh... <laughs> You know, but I would, mm, yeah, maybe. But I, I already feel like a beast all the time. Well, in quarantine times. And I yeah. never and I never feel like a beauty. So, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I would love to just be dressed up all the time. We'll just, we'll dress up this week. No, thanks. Well, okay. <laughs> all right. How fickle. How fickle she is. All right. So she has that fantasy. And then... She kind of snaps out of it and she turns to Ethan and she says, do you think something like Cinderella could happen in real life? And Ethan says, why do you think they call it a fairy tale? (laughs) He's like, two people from completely different worlds could never fall in love. At which Teresa falls to pieces. She starts to hyperventilate. Yeah, fully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's in tears, hyperventilating. And then she runs out leaving one glass slipper behind <laughs> it's so on the nose it's it's but it but you know what i love it i don't i don't mind it at all i don't I mind really it either don't. i don't mind it either i cracked the fuck up when ethan bent down and picked, picked up, up that shoe. yeah yeah it was a silver shoe but we all know what it's, it was they were trying to do with right that. yeah it's very obvious so ethan picks up the the glass slipper chases her out uh and finds her sitting out in the lobby on a plush couch and she's she's basically rocking back and forth and saying he'll never love me yeah he'll never love me he'll never love me he'll never love me like just has lost it stone cold lunatic this one poor baby and ethan sits down next to her and says teresa what happened what's going on like is this about the the man of your dreams? And then he remembers every detail she's ever said. The man who has more money than your family? The man who is in a class above you? The man who doesn't know that he is he's funny and handsome and he like just goes like he, he remembers even something about his laugh or yeah. something. Yeah. It's like, "Okay, Ethan, you've been paying very mm-hmm. close attention mm-hmm. to what this person has told you." Mhm. And like and how is he so astute? That he remembers all this and put, can put all these things together, but can't figure out that it's him. Yeah, can't figure out that this teenage girl has a crush on him. Teresa has zero guile, right? Like she, she is guileless. She is guileless. <laughs> like she is not tr- doing a very good job of hiding her feelings. She's crying every time you talk about Gwen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how dumb? How thick? be a hunk of concrete that's about exactly what i was gonna say talking he, hunk of concrete talking hunk of concrete <laughs> i mean honestly so what else happens 
Well, he builds her up. Basically, she, he's like, you're, you're, you're a beautiful girl. Guys will be lined up around the block to date you. And if it's meant to be, it will happen. She goes, but you said that it never could. And he said, you know, I, I just meant that it would be difficult for people of two different classes to meet each other. But if they did and they fell in love, then they should be together. He tells her, if I met the right girl for love, I would give up my wealth and my fortune and my family. I would throw it all to the side for love. He tells her to never give up on her dreams. (laughs) Then she bucks up and says, don't worry, I'll never stop loving him. Then he says, I hope you get your prince. And Teresa says, I'll die trying. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan has just, Ethan has just sanctioned Teresa's actual stalking. Her stalking of him. Yeah. He told her to do it. Yeah. He asked for it. Never give up. Ethan has encouraged her now and Ivy has encouraged her. Mm hmm. They have both basically said the same thing to her. Yeah. Ugh. And told them, go for it, girl. Go, you do and you. Don't, and don't let anybody deter you. And keep that positive attitude. She said, I'll die trying. I'll die I trying. Oh, get rich or die trying. Okay, girl. This girl. I love Teresa. I love Teresa. She is really crazy. She's something else she for is, sure. She's unwell. I know that's not kind of me to say, but she is unwell. She really... I'm not crazy. I'm just <laughs> a little unwell. I know right now you can't tell. No, we can tell. <laughs> it's, very, it's on display. Fully. We that's know. All, we know. about Teresa. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know. I'm a creep. Oh, she's not a creep. She's well, not a creep. Well, She's a little bit of a weirdo. She's not a creep, but she definitely is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't like captured him and has locked him in the basement. It's going to skin him. I told you that's my whole fantasy about, not fantasy, but that's my, the, like the whole thought process I have every time I listen to the song Creep. Mm -hmm. Like this is a man who has kidnapped a woman and he has her in her, his basement. He says, your skin makes me cry. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I want a perfect body. I want a perfect body. <laughs> oh, Lord. I want you to notice when I'm not around. And then he starts singing, she's running out the door. <laughs> yeah, she's escaping you. I, I thought that it was she's running out of time. Oh, either, which is even either darker. fucking way. Either she's fucking way. running out of time. time. I don't actually know. I should know. My high school boyfriend only wanted to make out and listen to Radiohead. It was awful. Oh, no. We didn't last long. My God. I doubt Aaron is listening, but oh. if you are. <laughs> Big ups to Aaron. No. Major Radiohead fan. Mage fan. <laughs> All right. Let's go on. So that's everything with Teresa. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's Teresa. So should we? shall we go to... Can we go to Highway 28? Oh, God, yes, let's. So on Highway 28, <laughs> Charity, it has been walking down the highway, right? Stumbling like a zombie down the, down Highway 28. Headed to Castleton, trying to find her mom. But then a windowless van pulls up next to Charity. And the man talks to Charity like, what are you doing out here on the road? Blah, blah, blah. And she says she has to find her mother. And he's like, you don't know where she is. <laughs> and 
then she's like, well, I got to get to Castleton. He's like, are you looking for drugs? <laughs> she's like, no. He's like, well, get in. I'll give you a ride. This bitch gets into a windowless van. She gets into a rape van. With uh, a strange man. She's, I mean, very clearly about to be trafficked. With a strange, or so we thought. That's and so it's like, thought. is Tabitha going to save Charity from this Yeah, that's what I was like. Is Tabitha going to have <laughs> to save Charity so that she can kill her? What a turn of events. Yeah. Because Tabitha's like, Miss Goody Goody is about to become another highway statistic. And then she gets in the van. She goes, shit, I've worked very hard for over 300 years to be rid of this brat. And <laughs> she's like, my, my plans are being ruined. Ruined. Ruined, I tell you. So and- Charity gets in the van. The man driving the van starts driving away. And so Tabitha now gives chase. Yeah, she's following them because she ha- she can't take her eyes off of Charity. She's so close. Charity. How do you go through the world like Charity and and still be alive at the age of 16 or 17? I don't Honestly. Know. I don't, well, Faith was keeping her safe. Faith was the person keeping her Did safe. Did Charity not learn anything no. at all? Charity has not learned anything. And it's crazy because... Then Charity starts having like flashbacks of her mother who, and so she seems to remember plenty. Right. You know, they they don't, but remember, they don't do a good job of telling us what she does and doesn't remember. But remember that Eve said, it's not that Charity can't remember, it's that she doesn't want to. Okay. She she said that like, or something similar to that, um, like many episodes ago. Yeah, I remember that. Because Charity has a flashback of talking to her mom and her mom telling her about evil Mm. and how they've been fighting um, evil for 300 years and the face, evil's always the same, but the face changes. Mm. And I thought to myself, so she has this flashback of her mom telling her the face of evil changes and naturally she gets into a van with a strange man. With a strange man with a strange face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do about this charity girl. I don't I don't know what to She's do. She's just determined to get herself killed. I, I she wants to die. Ugh. And <laughs> but the van man doesn't want to kill her. She turns found, out. She found the one do gooder in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. The one do gooder driving a rape van. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what to say. We've known since the seventies that right. hitchhiking is a terrible idea. Yeah. How many people have to die hitchhiking for Charity to, to learn that she shouldn't be doing that? Charity has no clue people die hitchhiking. How? She doesn't know that. She didn't learn that. Charity <sighs> is... It's like, it's like she never was fascinated with like Ted Bundy. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like she's never listened to a murder podcast. I mean, my God. Oh, my goodness. Have you never seen a Netflix special? So many good ones. They are. Oh my god, they're they, so good. Netflix does such a good job with their like docu series. Yes. Oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the one about the Trump administration. You know it's happening. Oh yeah. You know it's coming. It's coming, and it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be everything that we already know, and then some. Though. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, off on the tangent. It's okay. What are we talking about? Uh, Tabitha. Tabitha is following Charity, who gets dropped off by the one nice guy in a rape van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I saw, did you ever watch Workaholics? I think Mm-mm. it was on Workaholics. And there was, there's one character on there, and in a couple of episodes, he had a grape van. Oh, my God. And it was, for, he was like selling grapes. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was a white windowless van. Yeah. Of course. 
Oh, Lord. Like, you my great fan? <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, going on. So this guy drops Charity off on the side of the road. In near, the woods? Near the site where her ho- house burnt down. And Tabitha starts to follow, and she comments to Timmy, she's heading into the field, like, hurry up, we've got to go chase her on foot now. And Timmy, like, very reluctantly follows. Yeah, He's Timmy's, having a, a, a crisis of conscience. Yeah, here. Timmy's not into it. Mm-mm. So Charity's, like, walking around, stumbling around the woods, going, Mom, Mom. Again, and you know what? I don't think I made this point yet. What the fuck was her goal? Like, what what did she think was going to happen? Did she not think that plenty of people have already checked the woods for her mother? It's been a, at least a few days. You know, like, what, what did she think she was going to be able to do that, like, the entire search teams weren't able to do? I don't understand what the fuck her thought process was here. I think she's very addled from being like in a coma she's probably on some medicines and on some drugs and on a bunch of other stuff i don't think her brain is functioning properly at least i hope that's the only reason that makes sense and then tabitha manipulated her and so she's she's like a she's got the the one thing in focus which is i've got to save my mom and so everything else is kind of falling to the wayside including including reasonable rational thought okay but but i don't know charity does dumb shit i i can never rationalize what she does really yeah i hear you okay her brain might be addled okay i i I, i'll buy that i can buy that yeah i can definitely buy that yeah it but it just is a little odd to me because what could she do about it she has no power and she can barely walk. What could she possibly do about it? Even if she found her mom. Right. What are you going to do? You have no money. You have no strength. You know, have no cell phone. You have no way to call anyone. Y'all are just going to die out there together. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. She just, Charity just does whatever anyone tells her to do. Yeah, she's so annoying. I feel bad. I super. I feel super bad for her, but she's so annoying. So anyway, she's out in this, these woods, going, "Mom, mom, where are you, mom?" And then Tabitha's like lying in wait for her, but Timmy starts to cry. Yeah, what? <laughs> Timmy starts to cry. The fuck? I mean, he's wailing like a baby. Yeah. And Tabitha's like, "Shh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop it." What are you doing? And that's where we leave them. Mm-hmm. In the woods, Timmy's crying. Charity's roaming about, yelling for her dead mother. And Tabitha... Tabitha's a witch with no powers, wondering what the fuck is going on. Tabitha's a witch with no powers, but a murderous witch. She's She's got intentions, murderous intentions. She does. That she does. So shall we go... To the Cranchin? To the Crane Cranchin, please. Let us... This is where the majority of this episode's action takes place. Ooh. So much happens so at the Crane Cranchin. much actionable stuff. So when we last left the Crane Cranchin... The Cranchin... Ivy was like caressing Sam's hair and saying, does Grace love your hair as much as I do? And Mm. then Pilar interrupts and sends Sam inside to find Grace. Yeah. So 
Grace asked Pilar where her husband might be. Mm-hmm. And so Pilar intentionally sends her to the front terrace so oh. that she won't walk in on what's going on between Ivy and Sam. And then Pilar goes to the back terrace to be like, Sam, your wife is looking for her. I told her that you were on the front terrace to get him over there so mm-hmm. that she's trying to protect everybody. Ooh, and so she sends Sam on his way, right? Mm-hmm. And Ivy turns to Pilar and says, you're forgetting your place. And Pilar says, Mrs. Crane, you're forgetting yours. Ooh. Ooh. She, and she wasn't wrong. You no. have forgotten. You are not You are not Ivy Bennett. Right. You are Ivy Crane. And she tells her that. She says, you know there are things you can never say to Sam Bennett. He has a wife and you have a husband. And he ain't your husband. Mm-mm-mm. And Ivy apologizes to Pilar for being harsh, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a conversation about Sam and continue. But, you know, Pilar does say, you know, you there's just things you can't say. You mustn't say these things, mm-hmm. Mrs. Crane. Oh, Lord. And Ivy tells Pilar, she says that she needs to explain what happened to Sam. Like, she has to explain everything. Oh, yeah. Like, she has to tell... She never got the chance to tell him, and she needs to tell explain what happened. Yeah. I They they said that kind of in passing, so I didn't really catch the whole thing, the whole exchange, but I did remember her saying something about, like, oh, I have so much to tell him. That's what I remember her saying. Mm-hmm. There's so much I need... I You know, we haven't talked in years. I have, there's so much for me to tell him. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so, yeah. She's... Mm. Ivy's ready to Ivy's ready to throw it all away I think she's ready to risk it all she is I you know I think well Ivy comes from money I was about to say I bet she did the thing that I said I would always do if I married rich which was which is I would absolutely be keeping myself a secret bank account oh you know what I mean oh yeah yeah. and just squirreling money away for a rainy day and by the time it's all over if it's time to when it's time to call it quits I have millions of dollars (laughs) that I didn't do anything for yeah you know oh can I have that money for that new hat yeah goes into the bank account or like no hat in sight or if like we have like a, a joint account like I'll just like take some cash out put it in a different account yeah yeah and if you do that quietly over the years yeah just every week, I take a few. This is my thousand dollars in yeah, cash. It's my spend. It's my petty cash. Yeah, absolutely. That I spent on being in a bank account. Yeah, <laughs> I just needed this money for tips. Go to a strip club a lot. For, t- for tips. <laughs> Spending a thousand dollars at a strip club. Jesus, Ivy. I would never. Mm-mm. I think sh- strip clubs are gross and weird. But if you like them, that's. I don't. That's get fine. it? No, <laughs> if you no. like it, I don't get it. Like if you like it, that's fine. I just I I hate them anyway so sam goes and finds grace and they talk about this is literally what i wrote sam finds grace and they talk about something and then make out question mark (laughs) yeah so basically grace is like where were you buddy he's like oh i had to go get some air you know clear my head and she's like uh i get it i know you're not a big party animal and I really appreciate you kind of putting up with it being here because it, it, it's important to me and I'm actually really having a nice time. So thank you. And Grace is just so nice. Grace is great. Like, I don't know. I, I like to think that if my partner was like having such a horrible time that I'd be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Like we've actually had to leave 
for I'm not going to get into it, but we, we, we have had to leave parties before. Um, not often, but occasionally something will come up and it's like, okay, like it's time to go. Like I know I can see what's going on and it's time to kind of get you settled down and away from people and all that. And that's perfectly normal. But the fact that she's been married to her husband for 20 years and can't tell that something major is going on is odd. Yeah. But I, I, I think I'm going to give Grace the benefit of the doubt here. I think she knows that he's a little uncomfortable, but I think she thinks that it's the, they just don't want to be in the cream mansion. Mm. Uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable around all these nice things and these people who are from a different world. And she's trying to push him to like, just be there and be present a little bit and just try it out. Mm. Let's try it out. Yeah. And, and Sam is, is putting on a little bit of a front for her. You know, he's like smiling and grabbing her and giving kisses yeah. and stuff like that. He's definitely overdoing it, trying to like, sh- like perform for Ivy and be like, oh, look how sure. much I love my wife. Back off, please. Absolutely. I'm That's not why they thinking keep about make- you. They, they yeah. keep making out. They keep making out. So they're like making out and Ivy sees them making out and she's obviously a little um, annoyed Miffed. by this. Yeah. She's definitely a little bothered. And she interrupts and tells Grace that the chef loves her tomato soup cake (laughs) and that the chef wants to add it to, like, the repertoire of the mansion (laughs) menus and blah, blah, blah. And then she says to Grace, oh, I hear you have a garden and I hear you have quite a lovely garden. And Grace goes, oh, well, I like to think it's lovely. And Ivy says, well, let me take you to the solarium so you can see my prized orchids. So then she takes Grace off to the solarium, right? Yes. Yeah. So then let's talk about TC and Eve and Julian. Yes. TC has walked in on Eve saying he can never know. And TC goes, I can never know what, honey? (laughs) She's saying this to Julian. And she comes up with something that was like not super believable but good enough considering how on the spot it was i felt like she covered beautifully she was like uh well you caught me tc julian has just offered even more money for the pediatric wing but the the caveat is that i'll be spending more time at work and i just didn't want you to have to find out at this party you know how busy i would be because i know you like me to be able to be at home you want to spend time with me it's important for the family and I'm not sure that TC buys it. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what I do. Well, I think TC has no suspicion of Eve whatsoever. None. I think he puts her on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I think he thinks that she's like the, the greatest fucking thing walking mm-hmm. and could never do anything wrong. And now we've seen that. He's kind of said those kinds of things yeah. to her, right? And she always is like, no, you you know you shouldn't say those types of things about me, right? So, but he's always suspicious of Julian. Always, suspicious so maybe of I was Julian. picking up on that energy. Yeah, because Eve says to Julian, she says, "And you you are definitely gonna keep your promise, right? You're gonna keep your promise to me about giving more money, and you're not gonna back out, right? And you're gonna keep your word." And then that. That triggers a flashback for TC. He's standing there, and he has a flashback of him jacking Julian up. Mm. Like, he has him by his, like, 
collar and pressed up against the column and up and like his feet are off the ground, you know, and, and they're actually had him by the throat, by the throat, he and, had him by the throat. And they're both in like athletic wear. Yeah, they're both in their like tennis outfits. Yeah. And TC's just saying like, I know it was you. I know you did it. And when I find out, when I get the proof, I'm going to kill you. And Julian's saying, it wasn't me. I swear you have my word. So I think that whole flashback and what you were picking up on is that TC doesn't trust Julian's word. She, mm. He doesn't believe that he's going to keep any promises he mm. makes because he knows that Julian is not a trustworthy person. And I think the idea of keeping your word triggered that flashback mm-hmm. for him where um, Julian said that to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you have my word. I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Eve is no dumb dumb and she picks up on this weird energy. So after TC walks away, she turns to Julian and says, what's going on between you and my husband? And Julian's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. But just know it's a good thing he doesn't know about us and what happened because if he did, he'd probably kill me. So Eve is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's ha- what is this past between my husband and my ex-lover? Mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. no. I don't really know, but how how are these how are they connected? connected? Yeah, yeah. And she tells him to mail his very generous donation directly to the hospital because she doesn't want to have any more interactions with him. Mm-hmm. She's like, never one on one, never this kind of thing again. We don't need to speak. I don't need to know you. Yeah, you don't need to know me. She's like, also, I think you're going to name the new pediatric wing the Martin Luther King Jr. wing. Child, if you, (laughs) Lord Jesus. Now, Martin Luther King Jr., while a great man, a wonderful man, we revere him, yes. What does that man have to do with medicine? Right. Well, his right? name his name has doctor in it. You, think, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I think that I mean. You think? Wow, the you, Reverend Doctor. You oh. think that a black physician wouldn't know any other bl- black physicians or black, black heroes leaders? of med- heroes of medicine? <laughs> Whose names should go on a pediatric wing? Well, you have a, a, a as we know, you have a room full of white people in the '90s I writing mean, this. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's all y'all could come up with. Mm-hmm. We have the internet. Y'all could have Google. Well, maybe you couldn't Google, but you remember we had Ask Jeeves. We had a- we had AOL. We had Ask Jeeves AOL Dogpile. Bing. Remember that one? Was Bing? I don't, I don't know think if we, we had, had Bing, Bing back then. No. Yeah. And you know what? We might have had Google, but it wasn't as pervasive. It wasn't as it is what now. Google is now. Yahoo. We definitely had Yahoo. Definitely. Search. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have looked up, done a modicum of work. Literally just like black medical doctors. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Gifted hands. That movie was good. I liked Ben Carson. Until I found out about his politics, you mm-hmm. know, till this, all this bullshit. Yeah. But you know, he was a great man, did a lot of great work. Yeah. I don't know how I, he, I don't know what has happened to his brain. It's addled as well. It's addled. He was on whatever juice charity's <laughs> been on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so TC and Eve talk about Julian and she asks him, what's your deal? What's going on between you and Julian? Why didn't you ever tell me that you and Julian have met before? Mm-hmm. Are you keeping secrets from me, TC? Yeah. 
And he's just like, you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I think Julian just hasn't had a black man in his house as a guest. And I think that it's just ruffled his feathers because he doesn't wear, what does he say? I wrote it down. Sheets. They don't yeah. wear, he and his they father, don't, they don't wear a sheet. They don't wear they, a sheet, but they carry it in their heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, oh, you think they're bigots, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I do. He did, He's he, like, I know they are. Yeah, he's like, I know that they're racist assholes. Like, yeah. I don't think it. I know this to be yeah. true. So then they start to talk about Ivy. And he says to her, he says, I don't know what, she, you know, I don't know what she wants. And Ivy's, uh, no, and Eve says, I don't care what Ivy Crane wants, but I won't let her hurt Grace. Mm-hmm. She said, I can tell that she's, pretending to be nice to grace in her, her face but i can see that she's laughing at her behind her back and i'm not gonna stand for it because eve is a real one eve is a, eve and tc both are real ones they're they they've got grace and sam's backs mm-hmm. they really do mm-hmm. they really do i like I, I look i like eve and tc i can't wait to see what shit is gonna go down though oh girl so but tc oh sorry no go ahead i was gonna say after this TC actually pulls Sam aside to confront him and says, what's going on? Like, level with me, dude. Ivy obviously invited us here because of you. What does she want? (laughs) And Sam says, I don't care what she wants because I have what I want. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Sam. That's what what he's saying, but his pants are saying another thing <laughs> that's what the head on the head on his shoulders is saying one thing but the one between his legs is telling me a whole different story he's trying so hard he's trying he's like damn he's hard. overselling it mm-hmm. yeah because then ivy sidles up again she won't give up no she oh, won't give up we've seen that though just with the, just in her getting them to her house man right she really she persists Never le- nevertheless, nevertheless, she, she persisted. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly. So then what happens? Oh, they're they all ta- going to go into dinner. They talk about Tahiti. Oh, yeah. That was I don't dumb. know. They that talk was, about Tahiti for a while. A stupid shit. And uh, Sam lays it on thick, and then they all go into dinner. Well, Pilar comes in and says it's time for dinner. And Ivy starts coupling people up, which should have been very easy because there's three married couples in the room. But instead... She starts scrambling them. Yeah, she's like, I'll be escorted by Sam. Julian should take Eve. And then TC, can you escort Grace? Grace. Yeah. And so is this one of those things that's like the Emily Post, like etiquette thing where you at a dinner party, you can't just be with the person that you came with. And we have to be paired up with someone else. Is that like a, do we think that that's just like a. Maybe it does encourage swinging. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like a swingers party. She was really persistent about all of this. And I I remember thinking like, what does she want from them? Is she trying to just like. Now everyone put your watch in the dish. Yeah, are we having like a 70s swinger party? Oh, no. I don't know. To answer your question, I, I honestly don't know. Okay. Because I do remember, I mean, I said this when we were watching it, but in uh, Pride and Prejudice, um, yeah. Catherine, Catherine de, de, Berg. de Berg is like, you can't sit next to your own wife. Move. Move. Over there. Yeah. So maybe that's a thing. Like yeah. you need to 
spend time with the other guests with someone else i don't know i don't know, I don't know. so mm-hmm. you have a you have a dinner partner i guess i think i feel like that's true i feel like that's the thing because remember in, in downton abbey it was like that too where they would always be with like next to someone that wasn't their partner yeah yeah maybe it's just like an excuse to get away from your partner and like yeah. mingle Meet with other people new. yeah because otherwise it's really easy to just stay attached at the hip yeah yeah all right, so they're going to go into dinner, but Eve, Eve gets pager. a page. Eve's pager goes off. She says, oh, it's the hospital. Let me call. Oh, so boy. she calls, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because she just found out Charity is missing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then they all leave. Yeah, and Grace insists that she and Sam go to the hospital but that Eve and TC should just go home. I know, right? What What is this? Because Eve's like, I'm going to come to the hospital because they just paged me. Yeah, and I'm her doctor. So I'm going to go and see what's going on. And Grace is like, nah, go home, be with your family. There's nothing you can do while she's missing. It's like, well, maybe she won't be missing long. And when she's found, she's going to need a doctor. Yeah. Like, Eve should be there. Yeah. But Eve doesn't go to the hospital. She goes home. Yep. And... Um, Grace and Sam go to the hospital where they don't find Charity because she's on Highway 28. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Well, now she's in Castleton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's, we should go to the Russell home, yeah? We should. I think, I just want to really quickly mention that as everyone's like saying their goodbyes, Ivy makes sure to be like, oh, I'm so sorry we were interrupted. We should do this again. Because she tells Julian she intends to spend a lot more time with the Russells and the Bennets. And actually, we should finish with the the Crane Mansion. Yeah, there's a little bit. what happens after everyone leaves. Yeah, because there's just a little bit more. Okay. So everyone starts to leave, and they're saying their goodbyes. Ivy brings up that they should do it again. And Grace is like, you know what? That's a wonderful idea. In fact, next time, we'll host. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How absurd. How absurd. Think about this, Laura. Yes, we like to have people Barack over. and Michelle, it was lovely that you had us over. Next time you should come to our come apartment to our, in Brooklyn. Come to our apartment <laughs> in Brooklyn. Our two-bedroom apartment. And not and not the nice part of Brooklyn. It's not in the bad part. It's not in the bad part, but it's, it's not, not in the a nice. good it's, it's not, not in a yeah. good area either. It's not an easy place to get to. It's not accessible, this area. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! It's not exactly fit for a presidential visit. Oh my god! <laughs> I just, I just like my my stomach just started feeling sick. Why? The idea of Michelle and Barack Obama coming to our apartment. Our apartment. Oh my god! Can you, Can you imagine? imagine? Oh, oh I'd be mortified. God. I'd be so embarrassed. This is how we live. It's not a bad apartment, but like but for where them. would they sit in our fucking IKEA chairs? <laughs> oh no! At our folding table. <laughs> On our couch that I burned. <laughs> yeah, Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald over here burnt the couch. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to tell that story because it is so embarrassing. It's been, it has been singed. It's so embarrassing, but I'll tell oh. it. Maybe I'll tell it on a different episode because we've gone over. Oh, God. <laughs> Good God. So, so yeah, Grace thinks she's going to host Ivy and Ivy's probably going to let her. Oh, absolutely. Ivy was like, sounds great. Yeah, Ivy's oh, gonna let Ivy it wants happen. to Ivy wants to get in that house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they all leave, and Julian and meet Ivy and says, well, I'm so glad this is over, and I never want to see those people again. Yeah. Ever again. And she says, I'm kind of surprised you were clearly taken with the lovely Eve. Why else would you up the donation for the pediatric wing? Mm. And he's like, well, it'll be a good tax write-off. 
<laughs> and then and then he goes in on her about like you know I hate a mystery but I'm gonna get to the bottom of what the whatever you're up to mm-hmm. Ivy you know and she's like go for it and she's like okay sure she does she has no fucks yeah he storms out and she plays that stupid ass song again <laughs> she picks up the remote doesn't even look at the sound system and just like hits play yep. it's just queued up and ready to go yep and then Pilar comes in Pilar and Ivy have the same conversation Yeah, where Pilar's like, don't do it. Ivy says, I'm going to do it. Pilar says, why? Ivy says, because I think about Sam Bennett every day. Pilar says, don't do it. Ivy says, screw you. I'm going to do it. The yeah. end. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Let's basically go. it's, it's, uh, Pilar and Ivy are doing what Whitney and Teresa have been doing. Yes. Now. Are doing what Whitney and Teresa have been doing. And also what Pilar has been saying to Teresa recently too. Poor woman. Yeah. She just keeps having to give the same speech over and over again. Mm. So let's go to the Russell home and finish this shit out. Yar. So over at the Russell home, uh, (laughs) Whitney was in the kitchen trying to clean up Simone's like pasta mess. And she opens the microwave and the pasta sauce that Simone put in the microwave explodes. 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 And everybody comes in and sees Whitney covered in sauce. Sauce is all over the kitchen. I can't believe it didn't burn her. Because if it exploded, it it has to be like piping fucking hot. Yeah. And it's all over her clothes. It's all over her. She looks like a zombie from The Walking Dead. That's how much sauce is on her. She really looks gross. Yeah. And then Chad's like laughing his ass off. He thinks it's hilarious. And then she's like... Um, I'm gonna go upstairs or whatever and clean up. But Miguel, in the midst of this, Miguel is talking to Kay about charity, saying she's been sleeping too much and isn't sleeping a sign of depression. <laughs> and Kay says, "Wouldn't you be depressed too if your mom was dead?" Oh, <laughs> uh, a tactful girl that Kay. She's horrible. <laughs> she is so horrible. And he's like, "I guess you're right, Kay." Oh my God. <laughs> Such a himbo. So Whitney tells everyone, she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and change. And then we are all going to clean up this mess. So she goes upstairs and tells Kay and Simone to come with her. She's like, like, you get your little asses up here right now. I need to speak with you. (laughs) And then um, they go upstairs and what happens? They go upstairs and Whitney reads them the riot act. Basically. She's like, this is bullshit. I can't believe we're in this situation. You, I'm going to go and get myself cleaned up. You are going to help me clean up the kitchen. And then you are going to tell Chad to beat it because I know exactly who and what he is. Yeah. She's got it. She's got it out for Chad for whatever reason. Because he ripped her pants. He knocked her down and ripped her pants and didn't apologize or pay for it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, then Whitney goes to change and Kay tells Simone we're missing out on valuable makeout time with the boys. Bitch, listen. <laughs> like, I need you to listen and listen well. Chad might make out with Simone and that's a big might. But Miguel is never going to make out with you. He, he definitely isn't going to make out with you tonight. No. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you even talking about? She is so crazy. I, 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 we're missing out on valuable makeout time with the boys. Girl, what are you talking? What? 
That man is never, he does not want to be near you. I'm going to start saying that now to you. It'll have nothing to do with boys or making out, but I'm just going to start saying that. We're missing out on valuable <laughs> makeout time with the boys. <laughs> whenever, whenever you, whenever you're ready to, whenever we can go see people in public again and you are like ready to go, that's the phrase I'm going to use. Okay. We're just like out. Julian tapping his watch. We're missing out on valuable makeout make out time, time with, with the, the boys. boys. Ugh. I have no boys to make out with. Aww. Okay, anyway. We'll find you a, a boy to make out with. Whatever. Come on, it's, listeners. Help us out. It is what it is. Um, so they come back down and Chad has cleaned the entire kitchen. Yeah. It was a big mess. Also, where was Miguel while Chad was cleaning? <laughs> and the girls were upstairs. Thinking what was he about, doing? Thinking about charity. Cross my heart. Hope to die. I will never tell you lies. Yeah, Chad cleaned up the entire kitchen, I guess. And then they don't really have the time to really thank him or talk about anything because even TC get home. <gasps> oh, but right before they get home, sorry, I just remembered. No, it's okay. Whitney was upstairs changing, and Simone and Kay were in the hallway talking. And Simone said something about charity, and Kay <gasps> outs, oh, yeah, I forgot about outs that. herself and says, who, who cares about charity? She's missing. And Simone is like, what are you talking about? What do you mean she's missing? What happened? Is she okay? And where did charity go? And Kay, and Kay says, says, who cares? Who fucking cares? Who cares? We're missing out on valuable makeout time with the boys. <laughs> who cares? She is the worst person on this show. She's the worst person on this show. Yeah. She's the worst character. Like, missing. Straight up missing from the hospital. And just lies. And just lies. Wasn't going to tell a, a damn soul. Wasn't going to tell a soul. So sorry that I interrupted to, to no, remind us of no, that. No, that's perfect. I'm glad you did. So then the parents come home to even TC. Mm-hmm. And they tell Kay, Miguel, and Whitney, I think, is in the room. Mm-hmm. Yes. That... Charity is missing. And Kay Kay immediately, well, uh, Miguel goes, what do you mean she's missing? Kay just called the hospital and told, and they said she was fine. And Kay's like, oh, she must have gone missing right after I called. She must have left after I called. I don't, I, I I definitely called and they they told me everything was fine. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, everyone, everyone's all distraught about this. And then Simone comes running in and realizes that, and like comes face to face with her parents and Chad walks up behind her and Eve and TC are not happy to say the least. Yeah. Eve is very pissed and TC is pissed too. You can see it in his face. You know, it was just such a breach of trust. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we'll see what happens here, but it's not going to be good. I mean, Miguel and rushes off to the hospital, obviously Kay hot on his heels. But I don't know what's going to go down at the Russell house. But I have no clue. Chad is coming face to face with Eve and TC, and yeah. Simone's caught in the middle. Yeah, this I don't know. Interesting. All right, so that's it for this half of the episode. It was an hour long. Uh oh. <laughs> We've been talking forever. Sorry, guys. We'll make it quick. The next one will be a fifteen-minute episode. I can't promise. We're can't just going to run down the bare minimum. The bones. The, the bare. The bare bones facts. Just There'll be the no fun. We're not going to infuse any of our delightful personalities. No fun here. No fun allowed. Stay away. You don't like fun. (laughs) 
In fact, you're terrified of fun. Okay, we can take a break. Stay away (laughs) from fun. (laughs) Welcome back to our very serious and not at all fun podcast. So unfun. We are fun averse. We are the fun killers. Just get t-shirts made. (laughs) The fun killers? (laughs) The fun killers. That actually would be like a good band name. Because of the Killers is already a band. But we're the Fun Killers. I feel like that's a funk band. Okay. The Funkulars. Like, it's turning into, like, a different thing. Well, you turned it into a different thing. Well, the thing. way that you said it sounded like nope. a different thing. I said Fun Killers. We're already off topic. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're, we're all, we've already done it wrong. <laughs> and welcome back to our podcast about passions. And that's what all we're going to talk about. Yes. Period. And we're not going to talk about the first half of episode 74 because it was stupid and nothing happened. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the second half only. Oh, so much happened in this episode, though. No, really? we're, we are actually going to talk about what happened. But we are going to try and let's tr- we're going to try. We're going to try to not do this in more than 20 minutes. We can do this in 20 minutes. We can. We, we'll see. OK, I, we cannot do it in 20 minutes. I promise you that much. Well, let's try. All right. So. At the very beginning, the top of this episode, Sheridan, who we haven't seen in a while, haven't seen Sheridan in a while. Not since her great defeat on the basketball court. Yeah, well, oh, well her, her great, great victory. victory. Sorry, she defeated great Luis, victory. yes. Sheridan is sitting in her cottage listening to sad music and crying. Why? What's I, going on? Yeah, I was like, I honestly, I stopped the episode. I was like, wait a minute. Are we on the right episode? Because I was like, what happened to Sheridan? And why is she in a turtleneck now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, okay. We, we haven't seen any Sheridan shit we have, since she defeated Luis mightily. Yeah. Handily and mightily. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't have anything to be crying about. She found something. Well, Pilar shows up just so Sheridan has someone to talk to and tell us why she's crying. Because she's sad and she doesn't think anyone will ever love her. Will I ever find someone, Pilar? Sheridan, look at yourself. Many people will love you. Yeah. You'll be just fine. And Pilar says, you will find a man who loves you for who you are. Cut to Luis down on the docks for a little bit. Just, just telling y'all how that happened. Pilar says that to Sheridan, then they show us Luis. Only for a second, then we cut back. Enough. <laughs> we cut back to the crane A cottage. second was enough. And um, so then Sheridan starts to talk shit about Luis to his mother again. She has a bad habit of doing this. Again? She's, he's the most arrogant and condescending and unyielding, blah, blah, blah. And then Pilar is like, don't forget bossy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she commiserates a little this time. Don't forget bossy. Uh, But then Pilar is like, you know, don't take it personally. It's not about you. He just believes in upholding the law. You should hear about the story of his first day on duty as a police officer. He gave me a ticket. Luis gave his own mother a ticket for for jaywalking. Yeah, and Pilar was like, and he was right to do it. He was worried that, because I was with Teresa, Teresa, he was worried that we would be hit by a car, and so he gave me the ticket, and then later he paid for it and apologized, but explained that he has to uphold the law. He has to do the right thing, even when it's hard to do. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, and so Sheridan's like, wow, he's really that unbending, but you know, sometimes the rules can be bent. She, and, Pilar's like, and Pilar's like, not with Luis. 
And then she says, well, let me tell you another story. If you're yeah. not going to listen to that one. Also, this might give you a little bit of insight, fucking, you fucking princess. When mm. Luis was young, my husband, his father, disappeared out of the blue. And then, not long after, his brother, Antonio, my son, took off as well, and we have not heard from him since. Mm-hmm. And Luis felt like he had to pick up all the slack and, and became the man of the house. And on top of that, is worried that without a rigid structure in his life, and he's never said this to Pilar, but Pilar is worried that Luis feels this about himself, that without, that without rigidity, without structure one day he might also just pick up and leave. Yeah. And so that is why he is so unyielding, Sheridan. Guess what? Luis being himself has nothing to do with, with you. you. Well, then Sheridan says, whatever drives Luis, it doesn't matter to me. I'm leaving as soon as I can. I'm getting out of here. So after Pilar gives the, all of these heart, kind of heart-wrenching examples of why Luis is the way he is. Sheridan's like, well, whatever his problem is, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, because I'm leaving Harmony because I have all the problems and I maybe killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) As a child. But I don't know because my parents sent me to a funny farm in France. Yeah. So then then Pilar's like, you aren't really going to leave, are you? And she's like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You know, I can't even be in my own living room because of what happened. And Pilar says, you know, nobody blames you. What happened was an accident, and it wasn't your fault, and nobody thinks it's your fault. And Sheridan says, I don't know if that's true, Pilar. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. And then Sheridan goes for a little walk. She, she leaves the cottage. So yep. now let's go over to the harbor. Yeah, Luis is walking along the pier. It's a foggy night in Harmony Town, and he's walking around kind of keeping an eye on stuff, when all of a sudden... Hank comes out of nowhere, and Luis almost shoots him. Gun, again. Again. Luis again with, with the, the gun. gun. He has no training. Apparently not. Stop almost shooting people, Luis. So anyway, this doesn't really matter very much. Basically, Luis is like, sorry, I'm a little jittery. I'm working overtime. There's been a string of muggings in harmony, and we have to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they talk about Sheridan, and I don't care enough to talk about it. Don't care about it at all. They talk about the one-on-one game. Hank um, says, you know, you got to give Sheridan credit where credit is due. And then Luis says, I would if she didn't cheat, even though she didn't cheat. She didn't cheat. Yes, she hired an NBA star to be her teacher. But at the end of the day, she's the one who beat Luis. Yeah. And Hank wants to, like, go for a drink or something with with Luis, but he can't. Yeah, he's working. Blah, blah, blah. So Hank goes about his business. And then we see... Uh, Luis go about his business on the pier, you know, doing his rounds or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck. And then we see Sheridan dressed like a fucking social worker, (laughs) turtleneck, (laughs) flacks. She's wearing what Whitney wore the day before. They just traded costumes. (laughs) They just traded costumes. Do you think Hank is the one mugging people? No. I know who's mugging people. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it Chad? Nope. All right, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Tell me who's mugging people. I'm not going to tell you. Is it Roger? No, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Shut up. So, what was I saying? Oh, so Sheridan is out for a walk on this pea soup fog pier. It is so foggy. You 
notice that? It's extremely. He's so foggy. When Luis first came on screen, I thought he was a bad guy because yeah. of the amount of fog he was in. Yeah. Like, they gave him bad guy fog. That's yeah. how foggy it is. Yeah. So Sheridan's walking around on this foggy pier, and then Luis sees her, and he, like, almost arrests her, too. Well, he's like, you shouldn't be out here. You need to go home. It's not safe. And she's like, you can't tell me what to do when I'm not at the youth center working for you. Yeah. And he goes, you don't seem to understand. People have been getting mugged, and you shouldn't be out here alone at night. And she says, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not going to get mugged. Leave me the fuck alone. So then Louise leaves, and she gets mugged. Well, she gets snatched. Yeah, true. She She gets gets snatched. snatched Is it Frank Lomax? By a masked assailant. It is not Frank Lomax. He this wasn't seems tall like some enough Lomax to be Frank. Shit. He wasn't tall enough to be Frank. No. She gets snatched up. And she goes, Louise, Louise, You know, because the, the guy's got his hand over her mouth. That was good. And thank you. And um, so he's dragging her away. But Louise does come to the rescue, right? He does. He comes out of nowhere, actually. He comes in. He grabs the guy, gets, her off, gets him off of her. And they get into a scuffle. And they're, like, rolling around on the ground. And then at this point, Laura was like, Sheridan, help. And Sheridan heard me. She picks up a bottle out of the nearby trash can and she goes to smack the bad guy in the head with it. But she hits Luis. She fucking misses and hits Luis. Well, you know what, though? Are you kidding me? She, that was so stupid. Are you kidding me? Luis was literally on top of him. She was never going to hit the assailant. Oh my God. She was, she was never going to hit them. She stood over them. Saw that Luis was on top and then hit him in the back with like a wine bottle. I mean, maybe just like kick the bad guy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kick him in the head. Kick him in the head. Kick him in the foot. That's a target you can hit. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. She's she's the worst. She beat up the guy trying to keep her safe from her assailant. Yeah, so she basically kind of knocks out Luis. Luis rolls over and he... And then the assailant gets up and is looking her in the eyes. Yeah. And coming after her. And she's like, oh, Louise, Louise. <laughs> Who else could it be? We don't know any other and characters. And also, run. No, but she can't leave Louise there. Why not? <laughs> she don't even like that deep, man. Because deep down, she loves him. She don't even like that man. I would have gone. Is I it would've. Julian? I would have been gone. Why would Julian be I mugging I don't know. For the- fun. That's what rich people do for fun. They mug people. <laughs> Julian be mugging people. No, they don't mug people like in person. They just like mug us for our tax Is dollars. it Antonio? Who the hell is Antonio? Luis's brother. Oh, no. <laughs> there are no other boy characters. You haven't met the character yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't know who it is. Oh, okay. All right. So that's happening on the harbor or on the docks by the harbor. And uh, Sheridan has knocked out her only help. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. All right. So let's go over to the Russell home. Yep. Yeah. Simone is caught red-handed. TC and Eve have come home to see Chad in their house, Simone looking guilty AF, and TC looks at his daughter and says, Sugar Bear, you're on your own. Yep. Because he's like, my wife. Your mother is about to eviscerate you, and mm-hmm. there's nothing I could do to stop her. Yeah. So Eve basically stares her daughters down, walks up to Chad and says, excuse me, I need to speak to my two daughters in the kitchen, and pulls them aside. And 
Chad like looks at TC and is like, you know what? I think I'll be going. And TC's like, where are you going to go? And he's like, oh, I'll figure it out. He's like, why don't you have a seat? (laughs) So we're like, oh boy, here we go. So uh, I was ready for shit to hit the fan. And it kind of did, but it also was kind of nice. There was a, it was a lot. There was a lot. There's a lot to unpack Let's do TC and and Chad first. TC and Chad are in the living room. TC sits down in his father armchair. (laughs) You know, he's sitting down. He's got his hands over his, like, his lower belly. He's got some real dad posture. He's got some weird posture, yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of like, tell me your intentions kind of posture. But he's he's like, tell me about your interests, son. Yeah. And (laughs) Do you like sports? Do you like to read? Chad was like, you mean, like, do I stick people up at night? Is that what you're trying to say? That I'm a mugger and I'm a street kid? And TC's like, no, I was just wondering, do you like movies? Yeah, he's like, do you like to play soccer? (laughs) (laughs) And then Chad says, music. He's like, I like music. (laughs) Music, man. Everything Chad says, there's like a head tilt. I hate it. it. Music. I hate it. Uh. So Chad... (laughs) Tells TC all about his uh, woes in L.A. Mm-hmm. About how he was uh, basically profiled by his um, employer and exploited. And all of his work has been for naught because mm-hmm. he's been blackballed in L.A. He can't get a job in L.A. doing music. And TC crosses his leg, looks down at his knee and says, you know. I can sympathize with that. Like, he's sympathetic to, he's very sympathetic to Chad. Yeah. And then he says, you know, never let anybody get in the way of your dream. And Chad's like, you're really going through it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I actually really ended up enjoying this scene. Oh, me too. I I didn't expect this kind of male bonding with Chad and TC, but it was really sweet. Yeah, I thought it might go a different way, but Eve was already so mad. Yeah. And TC has to be like the level headed person. They can't both just be like raging. And yeah. Eve was pissed. Yes. Eve was pissed. So we should go into the kitchen. Yes. And see what the hell Eve's talking about. Eve and Simone get into it in a way that I don't know if you can come back from. I think they can. But oh, definitely. Because nothing, nothing really hurtful was said. I don't know the stuff with Whitney. Oh no, that so that I'm thinking about in the kitchen. In the, okay, okay. I'm thinking about in the kitchen, and and nothing. So Simone and nothing was said about Simone or Eve that can't become that they can't come back from, and nothing really was said about Whitney that is really wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about it in the kitchen. Uh, Eve is laying into Simone. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Simone yells back, I'm not a baby anymore. You can't just tell me what to do. You can't just choose my friends for me. You know? Mm-hmm. And then Eve's like, I don't know anything about this boy. Oh, because Simone's like, you don't know him. You don't know. You, you didn't even give him a chance. And Eve's saying, yeah, no, I don't know anything about this boy. We don't know his family. He might be from a bad family. And, and that matters. And Simone goes... If, uh, mother, if his family matters so much and knowing his family matters so much, why don't we know anything about your family? 
We don't know Eve's relatives. Uh-oh, what? Her daughter doesn't know her grandparents, her Fu aunts and uncles, cousins. Fucking twist, right? Didn't see that one coming. Twist. Yeah. So that, and honestly, it was a good retort from Simone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was in a debate. She would win. Yeah. Yeah. And Eve, Eve can't even address it. No, she says, we're not, she does the classic we're not talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. We're not talking about And what about you have me. done. And do you, I loved what she said. She's like, do you realize how your deception has hurt me and made me feel? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's She's good. Been, you've been sneaking around behind my back and lying and deliberately disobeying me. And obviously this new smart mouth of yours is proof that that boy is a bad influence on you. She mm. goes all the way in, right? And then she turns her ire to Whitney. Uh-oh. And she says, and you are not off the hook either because you should have told me that he was here when I talked to you on the phone. And mm -hmm. why didn't you? You are older. You should know better. And Whitney doesn't say shit. She yeah. just shuts the fuck up. Because <laughs> Whitney knows. <laughs> all she does is crosses her arms and looks the fuck down. <laughs> Whitney knows. Mm -hmm, but Simone is with the shits tonight. Yeah. Oh, because she's like, you are embarrassing me, right? Yeah, well, she says, she says a good point, which is, I am not a baby. I am growing up. I am old enough now to make my own decisions on who my friends are going to be. Now, she shouldn't just be bringing random people to, into her parents' no. home without asking. I mean, that's ridiculous. No, she was and absolutely she, wrong. And she, and she like was sneaking around and lied to her mom and was kind of just twisting words to make it work in her favor, and that is all fucked up. But she does, she brings up some good points, especially as we move this argument into the living room. Oh, yes, she does. So they go into the living room, and Chad's going to leave, right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's on his way out the door. And... Simone is pleading with her parents, like, can't he stay? Can we get, can we just order some pizza? TC's like, no, baby, I don't think that's going to work. Of course, Eve isn't hearing it. And Simone's like, he's, you know, he's in town. He's looking for his family. He hasn't seen his family since he's a little boy. And then Chad says something. Um, Eve's like, is this true? And Chad's like, yeah, well, your daughter was nice enough to, your daughter was nice enough to help me find out why my name was on this piece of newspaper from Harmony. And then he says, y'all wouldn't know, <laughs> y'all are the only black people in town, <laughs> so y'all wouldn't possibly know my family, would you? You know any Harris's? And Eve gets this look at the name Harris. Uh -huh. She is like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, Eve definitely knows who his family is. Yes, Eve knows exactly. Well, she might not know exactly, but she knows she, something. She knows something. She has an idea mm -hmm. of something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and TC kind of honestly is like, nah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, 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 man. We don't know any Harris's. Sorry Nobody. that we don't know your family and that you're homeless, but please, please leave now. But please leave now. And so he's headed out the door, and Simone goes up to him, and she's like, but I'll see you at the youth center tomorrow, right? And he's like looking over at her parents like, no, I, I don't know what my plans are. Sorry. And yeah. he leaves. And Simone is devastated. She's Teresa devastated. 
Yeah. Well, and this is where she really goes off. Ooh, she goes all the way off. Yeah. She re- kind of repeats herself, I'm old enough to make my, to choose my own friends, and you sh- need to show a little bit of respect for the young woman that I am because I'm not a child anymore. Why are you so afraid to let me grow up? Is it because you know that I will never be as good as Whitney? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Like, I'm always going to be in second place, therefore you have to keep me a, a child while she's allowed to grow up? But the joke's on you, because Whitney, the only thing you're ever going to have is tennis. I'm going to have a life. I'm going to find love. I'm going to get married. And it might not be to the boy that you want me to, but I will find love. Yeah. She, she goes she, off. She but. goes in and she says, well, she says that Whitney's only going to ha- ever have tennis because they're, ne- they're never going to have a boy that they deem is suitable for Whitney. Nobody's ever going to be good enough for her. And she's like, and any man that I'm with might not be good enough for you, but he, if he's good, for, good enough for me, that's good enough, mm-hmm. right? She's like, I don't need your approval. Which oh. is impossible to achieve anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She, she really goes in. She says a few things about Whitney that are not completely wrong. She says, Whitney will always follow your directions and do whatever the fuck you say, but I'm not like, like, I can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Woo. Yeah. Simone, and then she bounds up the stairs. Yeah, she goes up to her room. She knows where she's going to be sent, <laughs> so she just takes yeah. the initiative. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I went back and forth on Simone on this one. I'm on Simone's side. She was extremely dramatic. She because at the when Chad left, she goes, "Are you happy? You ruined my life." Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was definitely dramatic. But she, you know, she's got some stuff built up. That's not that's not just tonight. That's not just Chad. Yeah, that's no. not just Chad. That's a lot of pent up shit. That's yeah. 15, 16 years of being the second child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got like middle child syndrome, and there's only her and her sister. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty sad. All right. So that's everything at the Russell home. Mm-hmm. Let's go over to the hospital where Miguel and Kay are trying to figure out where Charity went. Yeah. Uh, Miguel is genuinely worried and Kay is pretending to be worried. And Miguel, understandably, is like, I want to go find that nurse and figure out what the fuck is going on and why she told you that Charity was fine and she was asleep. And then we find out that Charity is actually missing. Like, she's not doing her job. And Kay's like, uh, how do I get out of this one? Uh, You know, and she tells Miguel uh, to back off and that it was probably an honest mistake or that the nurse, like, didn't thought that Charity was asleep and didn't know and that it wasn't intentional. And Miguel's like, you're right. I'm just angry and I'm trying to blame someone. I'm like, no, Miguel, go talk to the nurse. Yeah, follow that first gut instinct. Yes, follow that instinct, my dude. That's correct. That's the right feeling. And then the same thing happens again where Miguel has a good instinct and then Kay flips that on its head because he's like, I think Charity might be in Castleton. Like maybe a memory was triggered or maybe she saw a newspaper article or overheard somebody talking. Maybe she went to her home, like went to where her home was. And Kay's like, no, uh, Dr. Russell made sure that nothing was brought into the room so that she wouldn't hear anything upsetting about the fire. There's no way she would know that she's from Castleton. That's an impossibility. And she sees the newspaper sitting in the hospital room and kicks it under the desk. Yeah. Or under the bed. Yeah. 
as, that, as she's saying to Miguel, there's no way she saw a newspaper. She's kicking the newspaper that she sees in her room under the bed. Kay, and this isn't the worst thing she does in this episode. It, like, this isn't, she... She's, she's graduating to, like, Marvel villain status. I, yeah, like, she, I... Like, she should be terrorizing Gotham City. There's a... There's a her, her... A child is missing. Her cousin is missing. Her cousin, whose mother just died, is missing from the hospital where she just woke up from a coma. And she knows... Knew that it happened and didn't tell anyone. And also knows where she is and isn't telling anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, joke's on this bitch. Because the nurse comes in... And tells Miguel that that man in the van called. That man in the van. The van man called and told them that uh, he picked up a girl with a hospital bracelet on the way to Castleton and that he didn't think anything of it until he heard the report on the uh, radio about Charity. So he called it in to let them know what happened to her. And so Miguel is like, oh, I I knew it. She's going to Castleton. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get her. And Kay insists on coming with him. And he's like, no, Kay, I can't let you. It's already too late, and you have school tomorrow. And she's like, you have school too. And that's enough for Miguel to relent. He just does whatever Kay tells him to do, is what I'm starting to see. I think Miguel just does whatever the people around him tell him to do. do. Yeah. So they head to Castleton on Miguel's motorcycle. And on the way, they have to stop for gas at the place that Tabitha blew up already. But whatever. We're back on that set and everything's fine. Yeah, we're back. I said it's been months. They rebuilt. They rebuilt. So they stop for gas and Miguel like goes inside to pay or something. I don't really know why he goes inside. Yeah. But uh, Kay is left outside with the bike and she pulls out a sewing kit. Well, because is that she, what it was? She had, it was a manicure oh. kit. But she has like a fantasy of what will happen when they get to the ruins of Charity's house, which is that uh, Miguel will see Charity. Charity will remember Miguel and hug him and say, of course I remember you and I love you. And then they will get on the bike and leave her there because there's only two seats on the bike. <laughs> so because of this fantasy, in, in case fantasies, they always go wrong. Mm-hmm. She's never, she never comes out on top this of... This girl hates her, herself. Yeah. Yeah. She hates herself. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. She can't even she can't even be nice to herself in her head. Ugh. Don't make me feel bad for Kay. I don't feel I don't don't no, don't feel bad oh, for her. Oh, she's awful. Because get just because you feel bad for yourself does not mean that you should make the all the people around you feel terrible. That's yeah. Absolutely true. Lots of people have low self-esteem and they don't pull do shit like right. this. Well, Kay stoops to an all new low because she pulls out her manicure set retrieves the little scissors, and proceeds to puncture a hole in the tire of Miguel's motorcycle. And this is the part that really got me. I was so shocked at how fucking stupid she is. Because she punches a hole in the tire. She knows the hole is there. And then she and Miguel get on the bike and take off. Yeah, well, she can't tell him. She can put her life at risk by getting on a bike that she knows is going to crash when the tire blows. Well, see, the thing is, I thought that her plan was to flat his tire. Like, when he came back, it would be flat. But that's not what happened. 
And, and that, honestly, that is not a good plan, but it's at least like, okay, y'all can't go anywhere because you got a flat tire, even though you're at a garage and can easily get it fixed. Mm. But getting on a motorcycle, getting on a motorcycle, first of all, in, in, in good condition, mm. is taking your life in your hands, mm-hmm. right? Getting on a motorcycle with a teenage boy. Right. <laughs> and then getting on a t- motorcycle with a teenage boy that you knowingly punctured a hole in the tire and you know the tire's going to blow the fuck out. How da- It's insanely, da- it's absurdly dangerous. And for a person who's like, I love Miguel, I love Miguel, bitch, you just almost killed him. She's trying to murder-suicide them I- so that Charity can't be with Miguel. It's Kay, Kay would literally rather kill herself and Miguel to keep Charity from having him. I, she, I, again, I thought she couldn't get, I mean, I knew she could get worse, but... She, they, oh, this they, was so stupid. They wrote so an stupid. exceptional villain in K. I don't think they meant to, but they did. Yeah, I think they w- thought it was just like a regular teenage girl kind of thing. Shenanigans? Yeah, I think they weren't. But I think she evolved into quite the villain. I don't think. But I don't think she started, was supposed to be this character. I'm not sure that any of the writers had ever met a teenage girl. No. No, but none of these none girls. None of these girls make none any sense. Are, are representative kidding? of any teenage girl that I, that I grew up with that, or I, that was, I know now. Yeah. That I was when I was a teenage yeah, girl. They are not representative. Like Whitney and Teresa, I don't know girls. I never met girls like that. I definitely never knew, met girls that beautiful. <laughs> and Kay and Simone. Yeah, what the fuck? Simone's the closest. Simone's, Simone's the closest definitely to the closest. Girl. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But the rest of these girls? Uh-uh. That's Jessica? Not, yeah, Jessica. Where is she? Charity? <laughs> where is Jessica? <laughs> where, where, is, where is Jessica? Where is Jessica? She's at home, like, watching TV. <laughs> She's at home watching Boy Meets World. Yeah, watching Titanic again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the umpteenth time. Yeah. Oh, poor Jessica. She's at Reese's house. Oh. They're hanging out. Good. Good for them. Good for them. They need to good. They need to stay out of this they shit. Do, they do. They should stay far away from K. Stay away, away from K. Stay away. Oh my god. Okay. So they're headed to Castleton, but the tire blows and they have a crash. Of course they do. They yeah. crash that motorcycle. Oh god, my heart. And they're I mean they're wearing like jeans. They, I mean they have helmets, but that's if you go down on a motorcycle and like you slide along the road. The road rash. Oh my know. god. It's going to so, rip them to pieces. In Castleton, um Charity is looking through the ruins of her home. She and she remembers, "Oh my gosh, this used to be my home. This is where I used to live." Mhm. So she's starting to kind of remember things. She's walking through the rubble, yelling for her mother. Mom, 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 are you here? Where mom. are you, mom? Mom. And so then we cut to Tabitha, who has a hypodermic needle. And is hiding in the bushes yet again. Yeah, and she plans to use this needle with some sort of serum on charity. We don't know what it is. They yeah. don't say what it is. I assume it's like a tranquilizer. Yeah, it, it is because she tells Timmy this is going to knock her out and then we'll kill her and then we'll dispose of the body. But why not like just like dose her with heroin? I don't know. And kill her. Because that's not complicated enough to fail. That's why. That's the answer. <laughs> so, also, the, my very next note is 
Something about a hot tub and drowning Fluffy the cat. Timmy has a fantasy about drowning Fluffy in a hot tub? Question mark. As I was writing that, I looked over at you. I was like, I never imagined that this sentence could exist. And certainly not that I would write it. Timmy has a fantasy about drowning Fluffy in a hot tub? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was I, weird. How did that happen? I don't know. I like. <laughs> Timmy dug. dug because for some reason they're not going to use it as a grave anymore. Yeah, I so guess then, because they went to Castleton. So then Tabitha's like, we'll put a hot tub there. Yeah, because Timmy's like complaining that he dug the hole for nothing. I worked so hard to dig a hole. It was it was so dumb. Anyway, they have so Timmy's like, yeah, Timmy would like a hot tub. And then Tabitha and Timmy are just like stalking their prey in the bushes mm-hmm. and watching Charity, and then. And, like, I'm literally like, oh, okay, they're going to be thwarted again. Mm -hmm. Miguel's on his way or, who, you know, they've called Sam. Yeah, Sam has, like, an APB out. Like, someone's going to drive up and interrupt this and save Charity. And Miguel told that nurse to call the the police, call Sam and tell him where Charity was, right? Right. So people are on their way to this site. So I'm thinking she's going to be saved. Nope. No. No. Tabitha comes up behind her, stabs her right in the neck with that like three inch needle. I didn't see it coming. Me either. I, I really was shocked. didn't. I still am. Truly shocked. I'm as she... shocked about that as I was the hot tub incident. And she knocks her the fuck out. <laughs> she knocks her. Charity out. goes down. And then they hear a train coming, and Tabitha has decided to like throw her in front of the train <laughs> to kill her. <laughs> oh my god. What is this show? She was like, she's like, they'll think that she was just wandering around and was not lucid enough, and got hit by a train. We'll go dump her on the train tracks. Except the train engineer, or the conductor, whatever they're called, is going to tell them, oh, there was something in the road. It's not like, oh, she wandered into the tracks and be like, yeah, I saw something in the road and tried to stop. Once she's dead, it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, if she she gets hit by the train, whether she was already there or wandered onto the tracks and fell on the tracks, Mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter once she's been yeah. mutilated I by mean, a train. T- yeah, Tabitha's going to get what she wants. but <laughs> So that's it so for that, this episode. That's where it is. There's that's where we are. What? Is, what? Hilarious. Didn't, didn't see this coming. Oh, oh my God, so much. What is going to happen now? Who, does, who, who are the Harrises and how does Eve know them? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't her family know her family? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Who's the mugger? Who's the mother? Mugger. Oh, mu- who's mugging people? <laughs> who's mugging people? It's a character we haven't met. Is it really a character we haven't met? Yeah, it's really a character we haven't met. Is it met. Antonio? I'm not going to tell you. It's a character we haven't met and don't know anything about. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. Hmm. hmm. Is it... We gotta finish this. Okay. You don't know who it is. I could never know. And you could honestly you could never guess. You'll never guess because when you find out who it is, you're gonna be like, what the Sam Bennett's son. Nah. Damn it. You'll never guess. I'm telling you, you will never guess who it is. Ethan. I'm not gonna tell you. All right. So and honestly, I might be wrong. I could be wrong. Okay. I might be thinking about a different person. A different mugger? Yeah, no, I might be thinking about it. I'm thinking about a specific storyline. Uh-huh. Where someone is Doing nefarious things 
in mm. the harmony and they're trying to figure out who it is. And I feel like this is where that started. Is it Marlena? I wish. <laughs> I wish. What a crossover. <laughs> what a crossover that would be. Days of our lives. I got to get back into days. Days of our passions. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's finish this. Okay. So that's the end that's of the it. episode. We so, did it. We're finishing it again. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love, love waking. I love waking up to the day it's the um, episode is published and waking up to like people have already listened yeah to the episode it's and amazing. I haven't even gotten out of bed yet <laughs> you know it is amazing to like see our number going up people yeah, are listening to fantastic. our little podcast so, thank you thank you thank you please continue to listen and if you haven't already rated or subscribed to the podcast please do so and keep telling your friends about us please like if you know people who like passions or like soap operas or don't yeah. tell them about our show maybe they'll like us anyway yeah. i think we're charming me too well, kind of sometimes sometimes um check out our social media please we have a tiktok we have an instagram we have a facebook, facebook. we are uh available on gmail we are at passionspodcast at gmail.com um Keep sending us your passions, origin stories, any other fun tidbits you think that we should know about because and we love it. I love it so much. And check out the website to support our podcast. All yeah. right. So with that, here we go. You are my passion for life. I keep forgetting if it's your or my. It's I keep getting it wrong.